0: Hey, yo, what's good, man? It's your host, Cleve. Welcome to the Third Coast Podcast with my man, Joe. What it do, Gators? What it do, mate?
1: injury so I think uh, that's why I initially threw him there so you want to fight here you go have this one but it was cool I'm glad he got Tony Ferguson it was a much better matchup for him Tony's on a five fight losing streak now
2: really yeah Dang, he got what was it got choked out in the fourth round by the uh, guillotine right yep uh, but Tony has fought nothing
1: about monsters his last five fights, he fought Justin Gaethje Charles Oliveira, uh, Daniel Berryuch. There's another one in there I can't recall. But it's not like he's fighting these cans. He's fighting top tier dudes and losing. I think Tony might just be a little past his prime. You think he's gonna hang it up? No, I don't think he is. Especially I watched his uh his post fight press conference. Yeah. And he was just like, I don't even see the L's. He's like I got to show these up and comers that you don't give
2: up. So hey, he's still making money though. So
1: yeah, apparently everybody. I'm ready for to see the uh, purses and stuff that happened because apparently everybody got a significant pay bump after all the uh, moving arounds they had in a car. I mean, yeah, in three fights, six fighters got new opponents
2: golly i didn't know it was that much
1: yeah it was because it was three fights so that's six opponents so just because this dude missed weight they had to move all that stuff around because had yeah, a had uh daniel rodriguez fighting kevin holland that got switched to uh lee jingling or whatever uh fighting him now so yeah, it was six fighters got switched around all new opponents the day before I've been watching the UFC for a long time and I have never seen anything like that before.
2: Yeah, that I mean, then a lot of these fighters prepare for these fights too and right. have them switched at the last minute means a lot. No, and that's kind of, yeah, that's what happened to Kevin Holland. He was
1: planning on fighting a striker and Hamzai just grabbed him immediately
2: and just took him to the ground and ragdolled him. He uh was that first round, right? Yeah, that was first round. Man, that sucks. You trained for six months to lose in the first five six minutes of a you know of a match i can't imagine but i mean at least they get paid you know but you know winning is what where you get the big payday at you just get a little slap with a, a loss but being on the card
1: yeah i mean you get that win bonus if you win your show and win and then you can potentially get a uh performance of the night bonus all that Granted, if you lose, you still could get fight at a night bonus. Extra 50K. But
2: who 50K. I could use 50K right now. I wish I, I'd go in there and get knocked out for $50,000. Oh, yeah. And we have Joe fighting Nate Diaz. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he I'm probably out of his weight range. What's he, about? 170. 170? Mm-hmm. I couldn't drop down 170. I, yeah, I couldn't swing 170. What, what, then, hold up. What's their weight class that he fights at. That's welterweight. Welterweight. Yeah. And what's after what's above welterweight? 185. 185. Yep. And what's that? Sure. Sh- That's lightweight. Lightweight. And then you go to heavyweight after that, right? Light heavyweight. Light light heavyweight.
1: No. Lightweight is 155.
2: What's heavyweight weight then? Uh
1: 205 to 265.
2: Oh, ain't that kind of big, the big gap, though? It's big gap. 60 pounds? You could be a 210 find someone uh, 260 pounds? No, yeah. It goes from uh, 125, 135,
1: 145, 155, then 170,
2: 185, 205, and then to 205 to 165.
1: 265. What's that? Super heavyweight?
2: They're, no, was just, just heavyweight. Weight? Yeah. Damn.
1: No, I definitely think they should have more weight classes in there. You know, like a 225.
2: That, it, it still shocks me that they don't have more people fighting at higher weight classes. You know what I'm saying? Like most of the, you know, it's like 10 pounds here, 10 pounds up, 10 pounds, 10 pounds. But they ain't have like heavier classes like that too. Because someone 210 fighting somebody 250 is a total difference. Oh, a yeah. huge
1: difference. But, and you learn just what the you did with uh, the boss. Yeah.
2: How much these... Fighters cut weight. It's crazy. Yeah, like, fucking... He, he told me you can cut, like, 30 pounds in, like, a week or some shit. Yeah. That's intense. And gain, like, 20 of it back in a day. That's wild. He says a lot of it's water weight. Uh, shout out to uh, the boss, David Boss Nick out there. Uh, he's uh, The episode's doing really well on the streaming platform, so y'all make sure y'all go out and uh, check out that interview, because that's probably... One of the best interviews that we've done so far this year. And uh, shout out to everybody out there. All friends, families, and the consistent listeners that tune in every week to hear us ramble on about random stuff. But uh, you know what it is. It's Third Coast Podcast. Joe, what it do get it here. Sitting with uh, Alex. And uh, I'll have to break this out a little early.
3: Get it. There is a darkness inside of me. It wants to get out. wants to walk around. It wants some walking around money. And it wants to buy some shoes. And it wants to it wants to walk up with the people and say, hey, Gator don't play no shit. You, hear, you feel me? Gator never been about that. Never never been about playing no shit.
2: Yeah, that's it. That's oh, how yeah. I feel as the Gator on the show. Uh, shout out uh, Kobai out there in the salty waters of the Gulf. I hope – no, I ain't going to say I hope he falls off the rig or nothing. <laughs> no, I want him to come back, but uh, I hope you stub your toe – And see the edge of the rail and the Dolphins or whatever. But uh, shout-out, Taryn. Shout-out, everybody that's a part of the show and everything that is everything. But uh, this is going to be episode 170, and Cleve will be here in a minute. But, Alex, can you believe the Saints came back and won that game a while ago?
1: I can't believe it. They – how they performed, they – almost didn't deserve that win i mean i know it's a rivalry game so falcons are gonna come hard it's their first home game i understand but man i thought the saints were gonna come out and just kind of shut them down you know make them look silly no that did not happen at
2: all yeah i've seen uh Elena decided to come out and play a lot harder than what especially me and i guess everybody anticipated we thought that they were going to lay down and let us skull drag them and it was basically the other way until the last what two three minutes of the fourth quarter yeah well i mean the fourth quarter the, uh we
1: kind of just started that whole drive uh pretty solid that was, was our only good quarter and luckily it came out with a win.
2: It was, uh, it was definitely nice to see uh, Michael Thomas out there again after two years of being on the sidelines and actually catching a touchdown pass and doing his thing. Uh, Chris Alave looked very good out there. Like, that's that's going to be one of our future superstar receivers out there. I mean, one of the New Orleans Saints future superstars. Not, you know, but it's – uh, I can't – You shouldn't ever let yourself get in that situation. The Saints were too good to let them score all them points on them. And I know it was a road game and it's a rivalry game. But just they manhandled the Saints for three quarters and the Saints got lucky. That's all because they just started airing it out. Maybe they were playing too conservative in the beginning. Or I I don't know. I ain't a professional coach or anything. But uh, there's a lot of film and a lot of work especially on the offense and defensive line. That's where I saw the biggest problem, the offensive line. But I know the Saints got rid of Ty, uh They didn't reach an agreement with Tyrone Ormstead, which uh, he was in, what, like six, seven years being with the Saints, something like that? Something like that. He's been there a while. He was really good, but he wanted too much money for how old he was. You know what I'm saying? And uh, a lot of people are complaining that they should have paid him or should have played uh, Greedy Deuce out there. They said that yep. was a big problem, too, in the secondary I, the I don't. If the secondary has to be pushed against its heels, it's going to do something. But they didn't do enough. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Uh, and Honey
1: Badger, we had him out there, but I didn't see much out of him at all.
2: I mean, that's what. That's why Kansas City didn't pay him. Yeah. I think the Saints picked up Tyron uh, Tyron uh, Matthews for the sake that he was an LSU superstar. He's a New Orleans born native. And he's going to sell tickets. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah. going to sell tickets in New Orleans. People are going to literally just go to watch him play, whether it's family, friends, or just lifelong fans of him. And he's already won a Super Bowl, too. So, right. I mean, he's he's pretty acclaimed to the team that he joined because I think on the Saints, he's the only – I think he's the only one that has a Super Bowl underneath his belt, if I'm not mistaken.
1: I don't know. I couldn't say. But they definitely need work – Uh, on mobile quarterback teams because that hurt them. And Mariota would get out there. They've always had that problem for some Uh reason. I mean, I thought because Dennis Allen was now the head coach, was the former defensive coordinator. I was like, man, he's going to really focus on his defense. But I didn't see it. If they keep playing like that, I mean, look, we got they got Tampa Bay next week,
2: right? Yeah, they'd be uh, playing Tampa Bay at home. Yep. Uh,
1: I hope they perform a little better than they did today against them.
2: Yeah, we shall see. Yeah, the I know uh, I always bring this up when football season comes around because I'm a big, avid uh, football fan. And I know there's other sports, hockey, blah, 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 baseball. They're everybody's diehard fans. But don't let your team... Losing wreck your whole entire week because I used to be that person like oh god I can't believe the Saints lost and it put me in a bad mood and I uh, let that carry on until next week like ooh, I hope they win so I can feel better and it shouldn't be that way they win they win they lose they lose it's just a football game at the end of the day so everybody out there just take a, a chill pill and it'll be all okay
1: unfortunately I'm still that person what do you mean I, if uh, the Saints lose, man, nah, I'm going to say a whole week, but my day, it puts me in a bad mood the rest of the day. I'm just like, man. Especially when it if a close game like that. Today, if, uh, let's say, he would have missed a field goal or something at the end, then I would have been like, dude, you had a chance. You had everything, like, for opportunity to win this game.
2: But he he ended up kicking what, like a? A 51-yarder, but missed yeah. a 44-yarder. Right. So, and how about Atlanta going for a 63-yard go-go? And they blocked it, right? They blocked it. Yeah, yeah. I, I know why they blocked it, because it takes so long to get enough leg. You know, he has to go a little further back, and then a couple of seconds to get enough leg into it is why it got blocked. It was so long. Like, he ain't going to make no 63-yard. 63, 63 yard. yards. We're that uh, Th- that would have been the longest field goal in— What's his name? Young-ho? Yeah. Yeah.
1: He's one of the captains, too, for Atlanta. He's a really good kicker. Really good. Yeah, but he
2: had a hell of a game. He did. That was the only one he missed all game. Yep. And technically, he didn't miss it because he got blocked. Yeah. But you know what's weird about that is the Saints won a game by blocking a field goal. But last week, LSU lost by a block field goal at the end of the game. Uh, no extra point, but still the same concept, you know, special team kicker. You know, LSU lost and then Saints won the next week, which is kind of weird, though, because the world might end. Uh, the Warriors beat Oberlin by a lot. They they smashed uh, the running back for the Warriors. I can't think of his name, Sam. I had five touchdowns against Oberlin, and then LSU won. Of course, they, they won. They played a small-ass ranked school. Yeah. Had had like fifty points in the sec, by the uh, end of the second quarter, and then the Saints <laughs> pulled off a miracle in fucking Georgia with that win. Cause I I, I ain't gonna lie, I had I had given up on them. You know, I seen the third quarter, it was it was in the fourth quarter. I said ain't no way, the way they've been playing, ain't no way. And then made me eat my words when they came back and won the game. Shocker. But uh, what's up, Cleve?
0: yo what's up man
2: how you doing today Cleve?
0: doing pretty good hanging in there man how about yourself
2: always good always good uh we uh give us five we'll be right back hold up
3: At the of Christ compels you.
2: nah so like i really do know a dude so he wasn't backtrack so this guy got shot like six times in the chest, well, in the stomach area by AK-47 up close. And uh, that's the best, apparently, that's, like, the best place to get shot. Like, that's what you should do. If you're going to get shot, just throw your gut out there, apparently, because it's the best bullet catcher part of your body.
0: Right, like, um, <clears throat> yeah, to backtrack, like, I was thinking, like, with the CIA, like, whenever they go to dive to, you know, take a bullet for somebody, like, for some reason, like, they their chest is up, but the stomach is, like, at the center of the target like where the gun is being aimed i notice they do that a lot so in case if they do take a bullet to the chest or the, to the stomach like um i know a lot of the agents they wear a vest on the field and then there's some that don't it just depends on the situation or the operation if it calls for that but uh i think that's a uh, pretty neat because you said that uh if the bullet cauterized from the heat of the bullet yeah because i so
2: close so he got, like, shot, like, six times directly in the gut. And he had, like, uh shot. His name is uh, Ruben. I ain't going to put out his uh, full name. But uh, he has, like, this nasty fucking scar from, like, from below his belly button up to, like, his fucking rib cage. But that's why, like, when you're over there, you have, uh, you know, your plate kit or whatever you call it. But you have a sappy plate in the front, you have a sappy plate in the back of your chest, and then you have two little ones on your side, mainly to protect your rib cage. Like, that is the biggest, like, protection spot, because you want to get... If you want to get shot, you want to get shot stomach and lower. And I know getting shot in the balls or in the penis might suck really bad, but... Go live. Getting shot in the lung or something, trying to like. If you get shot in one of your lungs, dude, that lung is going to decompress. And it is a medical procedure to try to save someone. Because if, say, you get shot through your left lung, right? And I'm not a doctor or nothing. This is just what they taught us. You get shot through the lung, you got to fucking decompress that lung. So you have to close. If I remember correctly, you close off the front part of the wound on the chest, but you uh, close off the back at three layers. But you leave the bottom open so if you can get the lung to decompress and actually start breathing again, it'll breathe out that back exit wound and keep you alive. That's nuts. So it's like a square. So say you get shot in the chest, right? Say like a circle, you put a square of plastic and you want to tape it on four sides. And then on the back, you want to do the same thing, but you want to only tape three of the four sides. But and how that,
0: close of a shot are we talking? Like ten feet or less?
2: Uh, well, you your body can breathe off one lung too, also. But you want to try to keep the other one from filling with fluid and blood, also. So you want to get it back. But I mean, if you get shot close enough, your lung gets exploded. You're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> how close was
1: this incident? Oh well, no. Or? This is just something they trained us. No, no, to no. Do. With Reuben, you said his name. Yeah. How close was that guy?
0: Fifteen feet. Fifteen feet. 15 so yeah, feet. Yeah, I was thinking 10, like, 20 maybe feet. maybe closer. That is crazy. Yeah, yeah nearly point, well, not quite point blank, but within close quarters. It was yeah. a close quarter shot. And yeah. Was this, this in the field in
1: Afghanistan? Like, yeah. Out, it was
2: out like an outpost. An outpost. Yeah. Uh, like the Taliban dude stole some uh, army clothes and you know, walked up and you're thinking it's normal person at the end of, you know, and blah, 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 blah. But that's just war though. I mean, there's that's probably a, people that had thousands of war stories and that like well, Restrepo and all tactic. type of shit. Right.
0: It's a crazy tactic. Guerrilla, sure. it's, guerrilla fo- uh, guerrilla yeah, it's guerrilla warfare. guerrilla warfare. Yeah. The Vietnamese.
2: You can't fight, you can't win that battle. Like, I was over there for fucking 24 hours. I'm like, man, this shit is fucked. <laughs> like, you can't, you know, there's no electricity, there ain't no water, there ain't no stores. I mean, this is just, and there's nothing. It was a barren wasteland of just fucking people fighting there for hundreds and hundreds of years. For what? Eh. Us, the Russians, themselves, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah it's the Middle East.
2: You know what's weird, though? The queen died. For some people. I mean, she was old as shit but I guess I'm the bad person for saying that.
1: 96, no, I mean, I think... Uh, she was 96? 96. Wow.
2: She had a good run. Yeah, that's a, that's a long way to live. Right. I hope I can see 96 one day.
0: Yeah, I did some research and... I'm lucky like if I can her, see
2: 69.
0: Like the longest-running female to like have that position in yep. history. 70, the longest-running woman. 70 years, 214 days damn you remember that t- <laughs> yeah it was to a T like I looked that shit up earlier I was a, I was pretty impressed by that I was like wow <laughs> but yeah um, yeah I was also wondering it's like well who's gonna take a spot like now that she's out and then like who takes the spot when does it happen like I looked it up and it's like immediately like immediately. at the time of death it's like immediately the next person is either king or queen of England I think it's uh, King Charles the third King Charles, yeah, he
2: immediately took over. That must be nice to be able to just be born into owning everything and just be on display about it, too. But dude's in his 70s, you know, and that's her son. right? That's crazy. What, who's after them, then?
1: After him, it is uh, Prince William, his son.
2: Is that why, like, the whole conspiracy with, like, uh, Princess Diana? Because she would have been queen before... Queen Elizabeth, so. yeah. and then she magically died in a car wreck and shit like that. In the tunnel.
0: Yeah, in the tunnel. Yeah.
2: That's some old shit. I wonder if, like, when people look back 100 years from now and see this, be like, golly, no no one realized this? <laughs> Was it really happening underneath their nose?
0: It's always that what-if factor. It, it puts the, uh, the question into things and... It's just some waiting and see what happens to England now that um you know, the past, a lot of people I'm pretty sure over there are still devastated behind. Like I, I don't know much about it. This is news to that was brought to me, you know, maybe a day or two after it happened. So you
1: No, know, and I seen that that she died, they keep her body in Buckingham Palace for ten days.
2: Ooh, that ain't good for white people. Our uh, bodies decompose <laughs> really <bad. laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> <tell you>. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no but, I'm for sure but, they, they do, They're they doing extra measures To keep her and Yeah, they'll
0: preserve the queen By any means Like If right, anything's it, covered
2: When I started looking it up I started saying
1: like What happens now that The queen's dead And I seen like some Crazy stuff that I don't know if it's happening or not Obviously we're not in England But like the late night shows The talk shows and stuff Right Apparently they don't run at all Until After the queen is buried
2: what the fuck? Hey, so if y'all are over there listening right now, Third Coast Podcast don't give a fuck about that. <laughs> y'all can listen to us all y'all want. Uh, you know who's paying for that right now? Great Britain? Look, take it from uh, your uh, descendants over here in America. Uh, we, we've we been free from her for... Uh, <laughs> well, over uh, 200 years, maybe. <laughs> Two hundred and fifty I mean, free in the sense of our own abolished government's ways <laughs> uh, we don't talk too much about politics <laughs> but anyways <laughs> moving forward and uh but ta- uh, you can see all that shit all that money all them jewels and everything they're going through like an en- energy crisis over there but you know they're spending all that money for her
1: yep it's crazy how much <laughs> and they pay taxes and stuff just to for their monarchy for the queen, that's how that's where their money comes from is the people paying taxes.
2: That's so intense. They didn't need to go throw some, uh, take it from us, throw some fucking tea in the harbor. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> <Rainies>. <laughs> I've been saving that. I hope I hope someone enjoyed that joke because I've been saving that all all fucking weeks since I saw that. <laughs> I just oh, that's so funny. I hope the ancestors are looking down going great job <laughs> I'm so sorry.
3: Get it, there is a darkness inside of me. It wants to get out, wants to walk around. It wants some walking around money, and it wants to buy some shoes, and it wants to it wants to walk up with the people and say, "Hey, Gator, don't play no shit." You hear, You feel me? Gator never been about that. Never, never been about playing no shit.
2: So we're uh, sitting at the table, Cleve and Alex. Uh, if y'all haven't checked it out yet, check out five thousand Ws dot dot com on all major streaming platforms. And TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. And shout out to The Horde. Over 160 members now. Uh, keep hoarding. Keep posting all them dank memes. But don't get too outlandish. But we love everybody. Uh, shout out to Fet the Void right down the road. Uh, Chuck pre-approved this music through old conversations. So we're going to have some Iceman at the end of the song. Uh, podcast At the end of the song. At the end of the podcast. But, uh... Right. Dude, uh... You know that uh, it ain't just Great Britain that's a monarchy, though. There's a whole bunch of countries that are still in that... uh,
3: No,
1: Canada uh, literally has the Queen on their money.
2: Really? Yep. Yeah. The Bahamas, Canada, Jamaica, New Zealand, Papua New New Guinea... Oh, so, sorry, COVID. Uh, the Solomon Islands, the United Kingdom, uh, they all evolved out of the British Empire and to become full independent states within the Commonwealth nations. Right. That's crazy that that is still like, uh, it's big too. Uh, other European countries, Denmark, Belgium, uh, the Kingdom of the Netherlands, Norway, Spain, and Sweden.
1: Yeah, it's just the. That monarchy actually has a lot of power, but it's just almost not recognized anymore. Because if the queen wanted, she can be like, hey, new prime minister here. Boom. And all those places. That's why they have prime ministers and not presidents is because the queen is the higher.
0: Yeah. The queen is the higher. You know, she's basically the head of the monarch. It's like you have to answer to one person. And now (sighs) on paper,
1: yeah, that is the person that's over all of them countries.
2: You thinking, uh, uh, seventeen seventy six? They were doing this without microphones, like sitting at the table. Like she has all this, yeah, yeah, taking I'm all sure they exactly Yeah, they were in the room yes. at
0: a room at a big table, drinking uh, some beers. No, nah, they were drinking tea. <laughs>
2: <laughs> this high ass tax tea. Yeah,
0: this high ass tax tea. <laughs> oh, that oh, they about this. to take? Yeah, they took all it with them. They took all the tea and all the alcohol
2: but yeah man that I don't know it was something I just wanted to touch on it's just it's weird that there's so much of that still in the world and it stems into not only you know monarchy dictatorships in other countries and it sucks like we're so blessed to live in a country where we can sit in the shed chill hang out with our friends and talk shit about what the fuck ever we want in other countries they don't have that you know there's other countries where They don't even have access to internet and outside world. You know what I'm saying? It's all ran by the government. This is what's (laughs) going on. Yeah. (laughs) 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 But it's just, it's a blessing. And uh, we thank all the listeners for always tuning in every week to give us a chat. Well, chat with us, but not chat with us. Y'all just listening with your ears. But uh, we appreciate your ears, both of them. Or if only one of your ears (laughs) work. (laughs) (laughs) We we need to do braille. I'm sorry.
1: To bring it back around to the military, talking about England and stuff. Okay. Like, when the redcoats were coming, we heard about this stuff in school. But, like, how about the fucking boat trip from England they took? Like, no one talks about that. Like, they were on that shit for how long just trying to get here? it it depends or were they just here just kind of just ducked out and then they just threw on their old red coat and like I feel like a
0: lot it's a lot that's not being said about that story per se like I don't know according to history like what's taught in the books it's like I just kind of look at it from a side where it's only one person's side the way that a lot of people on that boat didn't make it to the other side of where they were going Like a lot of people died on the way there Like from different sicknesses Like sicknesses when they got on the boat Some sea sicknesses New sicknesses like I'm guessing pneumonia Because of like being on the water For X amount of days I don't know how long the boat trip was I'd have to look it up right, in but history but
1: You never hear about that journey Of right. the of British making their way to here To try to Tell the United States That this is still our land. This is still, y'all are still under us. He technically
2: it wasn't their land to begin with. Right. Because <laughs> it's yeah. a story that kind of dates yeah. a little
0: bit further back. Um, like, I guess if you want to talk like fourteen hundreds, like when Christopher Columbus was first got on the boat between, okay, between 1446 and 1776. There's that much of a story to be told about a person traveling to a place then not only not reportedly leaving that place and going back to England to tell all that was to be sovereign, because it was said that when he first went there, um, the savages or whatever the fuck they call them, it's like, yeah, like, they had these people, they they basically, they fought them off. Like, it was just him and, like, a few other people on a boat, and they went back. Well, so many years back, they trained, they fought, prepared for war, and then that's when they gathered up a group of people at first went there to wage war i'm guessing so whatever happened between what was reported then up until washington wanted to go it um that's where my questions are yeah that's a lot of time that you don't hear about you hear about when he
1: first got here kind of yeah just took over the natives and stuff horrible situation right and then it goes to uh here's our declaration of independence there is a huge gap there that no one really talks about.
2: You've seen the thing where they believe that, uh, the mind, the actual calendar, this is, uh, I've seen this conspiracy, uh, recently said that the mind calendar was off by eight years and they believe that time reset. That's why COVID got it. Like we entered a different dimension here in COVID and they wanted people to stay inside as much as possible. And, keep because they wanted to change everything in one instant and they believe we live in alternate reality now or a different dimension in time that's why everybody's saying the mandala effect is mandala so present thing, yeah.
0: yeah yeah but the mandala effect i feel yeah there are a lot of things that have been changing with the altercation of reality like i watched a video it was showing a disney movie like where i think it was lilo and stitch or lilo was uh crawling out of the dryer yeah but oh yeah, I seen that. But shit. if you watch it on Disney's like on Disney Plus, it's like a cabinet, like a cabinet or a cupboard, and it's got a pizza box on the inside, and it shows a climbing out of the pizza box because Disney want, didn't want to portray children to like to encourage children that it's safe to hide in the dryer, right? Because you, you got some people out there that it's like I'm gonna play hide and seek, and then the kids in the dryer, and moms. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, no, that's
3: terrible. <laughs> the power of Christ compels you.
2: <laughs> Cleave, that's terrible. No, but I that's think that's like that... baby and trash can jokes. I. I'm uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, so sorry. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back. <laughs> Damn, the queen got us all in types of wormholes right now.
0: Right. There's a lot going on um, with it kind of makes me want a topic about time travel a little bit, like with the mand with the Mandela effects, the wormholes, the different things that kind of. So if possible. What would be like, do you think like if people were able to go back and to change something, would it be like the butterfly effect? Like it would be like the constant domino effect. Yes. Of things. why? Uh, because, because the smallest thing, the chance of
1: anything actually happening is so small. The chance of you being born or anything is such is so small that the smallest change to that. Because so
0: if I go back and I kill a fly, that's gonna that small change is gonna have well, a maybe, greater implication on what's the happen. Um, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm maybe asking. Maybe that
1: fly was the first one to start spreading the bubonic plague. Okay. You know, to another rat or something Anything could change so you don't know you, Not right. necessarily everything That you could do would happen But it could
2: happen
0: I don't disagree with that I just you know I figure I want to ask that because of the uh,
2: So it's like uh, you're asking Like if you go if there's A possibility say we could go back On the table and we do go back The ripple effect yeah. like What would right. happen after uh, doing A certain thing but Doing a, a mentalist task by going back in time, would it really affect it or not really affect it? Is
0: alright. So like I'll put it like this. Say if we go back and JFK didn't take a bullet to the face. Oh yeah. And he <laughs> gave that speech. Mind blowing. That would change. Mm, I don't know if that was <laughs> gotcha. well, <is> that
2: bad. <laughs> <clears throat> At the
3: power
0: of Christ compels you! Yeah, pretty mind-blowing. Either way you look at it, if he gave the speech or if we remain current in times today, the analogy is still the same. It's still valid. It's still valid. Uh, I love conspiracy stuff,
1: but time travel is one I cannot get on board with because it doesn't exist right now. Who's to say it doesn't? But I feel like if it <laughs> were to exist... It would be so common because you tell me throughout the history of all humans that they eventually discover time travel. Somebody's going to be like, "I'm going to share this with the masses." Someone controlled.
0: Like, what if, it's would, like, what if be, we know it? How can it be
1: controlled? Because you can have someone. who just time travels, whatever two thousand years from now. I believe and just go out and be like, "Hey, time travel real." Like, there would be some loose cannons out there.
2: I believe time travel to travel through space is the biggest possibility. Yeah, right. like, in, like, in Yeah, in wormhole like, situations. Yeah. yeah, like you, for humans to actually travel through space, we're going to have to travel through space and time. We're going to have to do it drastically to get to other places. And, and I believe that's where space and travel will go one day,
0: maybe. Right, yeah, it will. And this might it be will. just
2: my thinking, but to travel back in time, I think if we were able to have the knowledge and power time travel we would not travel to the past you would be trying right. to escape it as much as possible in my, in my opinion because you look in the past in any country in any place in the world your hometown shit and your bloodline there's terrible shit all up in it you know what I'm saying from the bottom to all the way to governments and countries and shit it's terrible and everywhere and no one is exempt you know what I'm saying all around the world because there's atrocities that's happened everywhere but i think that if we had time travel and we were an intelligent enough race to obtain that power that we would go further and try to find better and i'm and that's just the fact that like the human body can only live for about 100 years and if that's you're the perfect specimen of a human and i believe that time travel into like space because you would have to travel so much space and time,
0: right? In such a short
1: amount
2: like, for your body, right? I believe that. So you're would thinking be. more like instead of
1: time travel, just a warping time, yeah, in front of you,
2: yes. Yeah. But being able to travel to somewhere else, yeah. But then you would travel to somewhere else, and it would be that much time. Oh. A, cle- you know a the concept yeah. of time in general so you could like
0: you, you could see the warp the- like the bending and warping of space that we know around us like when we transition from day to night the way the earth rotates mm-hmm. blah 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 like more so like what i was getting like yeah right if they have a machine that can augment the form of time around us like they either go back or forth like how they would portray in movies or cartoons or it, i feel like there's because of different effects i I don't want to say that like i don't want to say like it's wrong like because i don't you know i don't like to talk time travel either because there's too many conundrums behind like i don't know it's too many what-ifs i do believe in warping space like to bend the time around you like to be able to travel and create things that can move more agile like the whole thing with ufo's and Acclaimed how they move, right. you know. It's all it is is magnetics because matter is just, you know, matter is just a bunch of atoms. No matter how you compile it, no matter how close you zoom into it, all matter and all life is of the same common pattern. The or organism it has three building blocks. So it's just like with the same thing of a concept of time and seeing stars and gases and the clouds. It's all matter. So it just goes in how we manipulate the matter Into, I guess, what can benefit for us I don't know It it just I believe it's out there It's just there's some people that kind of have More power to silence To keep a certain type of power Getting out of, like, perpetual energy It's already been proven by Nikola Tesla But that, along with 299 other inventions, just automatically disappears, but you keep the few things that can benefit, that everybody can use, like lights, and how to create like a AC conduit, and like how to run a current to conduct electricity. Things like that can be beneficial, but when you get getting into air power and things that steps away from what's already been monetized on, I feel like that's where the strong arm kind of comes in
2: well then with that too is like did y'all see on the news where the vatican now to go into vatican city the holy city whatever you have to pay a toll
0: oh it's a toll now to see the. never mind i'm not gonna say what i
2: (laughs) yeah like yeah seriously like because they they claim that they have so many visitors that they need they're not getting enough revenue of, oh, oh. The holy, the holy Vatican. <laughs> okay, the holy Vatican is revenue. The holy Vatican is charging an entry fee. That's crazy to see God. Are you serious?
3: The I, power of Christ oh. you. Boom!
2: I, I'm on it today. Be on it tonight. Uh, check out Thurco's Podcast on all major streaming platforms. Five thousand Ws. and Com. Uh, and our British fans, the few in number. Uh, enjoy whatever y'all got going on over there so did y'all see that uh, Kellogg's cereal now has uh, putting a new spin on cereal it's just add water so you know like the you know like the macaroni cups they're doing cereal like that now and you can just add water to it to and boom you have cereal in the fucking bowl now
0: instant cereal
2: instant cereal
0: look so it has milk in it I don't understand I'm guessing so. Just gotta add water, like maybe powder to dry milk, like they do so in the prison. Just prisons. dry
2: milk. Yeah. yeah, it's
0: probably just dry milk. Just add a little water. Do you warm it up? No. You just, just it's it says
2: it's add cold water and stir to create real milk. And now I know I might. This is what we're talking about: growing up from the fucking bottom, being poor, like. I don't know if y'all have ever got commodities or like had people get commodities in your family and stuff and get powdered milk before. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm not going to shit you. This is no knock on you, Charles. I know you probably listened to this, but you got to accept so it's a, a truth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, grew up a, poor. Yeah, you know? grew up poor. It's so, true. Like, take <laughs> when the milk ran out of the jug, right, he would take the fucking funnel of the fucking like a like a red funnel and put it on top of the milk jug and then pour in the powdered milk <laughs> into, the, <laughs> into the into the jug right right and then fill it up with milk and shake it up and put it in the fridge and the first time i saw this i did not think nothing of it i didn't know what the fuck he was doing or whatever i was a kid i was like well, whatever so the next morning i wake up right like, fuck, we got cereal. You know, like, got a big bowl of fucking cereal. You know, pouring all that shit. Probably fucking Captain Crunch or some shit. Or the, uh, what's that, Kaboom? The Kabooms. <laughs> kabooms. And then uh, I grabbed the milk, and I seen it, and I looked at it, and I was like, man, this milk, don't look, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, like watery and kind of flaky and shit. <laughs> so I grabbed it, and I shook it a little bit. I don't know why I shook it, and then I poured it, and I ate it. And I swear it's the worst thing in the fucking world that I've ever tasted. Powdered milk. It tastes like water and potato flakes mixed in together. Dude, I haven't had powdered milk, yeah, since
1: I was, whatever, six, seven years old. But yeah, that was definitely a thing at my dad's house.
2: Yeah, I, I went through the powdered milk stage. I don't... His was... I don't... I've never really asked them if that was like a thing. Like, was there like a milk shortage? Was there no cows or something going on back then? Or is it was just like, it's just that the struggle was that real for them, you know? I, I don't think, know. I, got, I, I think I know, I know
1: what my dad did. It was because I grew up with divorced parents. So it all ain't go to my dad. It's
2: Ooh, like, shout out to childhood trauma. Want, like, <laughs> me too.
0: Yeah, my parents separated. They never divorced, but they separated a while, like 13 years. Yeah. Yeah. But where it come
1: from, because with divorced parents, I only went to my dad's house every other weekend. And he didn't drink milk like that, so I think I had that powdered milk that's stuck in the shelf, you know? Yeah. you could keep that for a long
2: time. When these kids come, I just pour, make them a little powdered milk. And see, what's crazy is my uh, my dad raised me. My mom didn't raise me. Yeah. And didn't raise me or my sisters. Yeah. Mm.
1: And I spent most time with my mom.
2: That's, I don't know. That... I don't... Mm.
1: But my dad was also a military dude. Yeah, my so dad was. He was bouncing well. around, moving around, so that's why I was like, that most stable place would be at Mom's house. 26 years in the Army.
2: Uh, you know what's MOS?
1: I don't, I don't know what those words mean. Those letters mean.
2: Uh, like what his job was in the military? Uh, he was a recruiter for a long time. Oh, that's a
1: bad job. He was a long-time recruiter, and then he went to uh
2: You know that's like... like the uh, military, I, you know, I'm not, you know, gassing up either way. You know what I'm saying? I'm just saying from my perspective, a uh, military recruiting job is one of the worst jobs in the army because if you recruit recruit someone, send them through training, and they go die, uh, everybody blames it on you. Yeah, on me, yeah. And I, I've, I've met people, <laughs> I've met people that has had had that happen, and it's fucked them up bad. Yeah,
1: my dad's got some uh, little PTSD from it and stuff now, but. I mean, it was crazy because he was like uh, he was like a number two recruiter in the state too. Like he put a lot of dudes in the military.
2: Huh, he probably put me in there. <laughs> he, uh, out of Fort Polk?
1: <laughs> no, uh, he was on. He did Fort Polk for a little while. Yeah, and he went to Texas. And he came back. Actually, he this used to be an army right here in Oakdale. This yeah medical yeah. building now yeah is right next yeah, the door. Used to be, that, and it, he ran that for a while. That's crazy.
0: Small world, man. <laughs> grew but up he, seeing that armory. He
1: grew up in Oakdale. That's where he's from.
2: Oh, the great town of Oakdale. Shout out to the Oakdale Warriors for uh, beating Oakland last night. And uh, y'all showed out. I know the, jump, the jamboree wasn't yeah. that uh, fruitful for y'all, but y'all came back and showed your dominance. And I didn't know that Oakdale is a 2A football program now. I didn't know they dropped, they dropped down from 3A. That must have been recent.
3: Because I did not
2: know that. And growing up in Oakdale and being, you know, a part of all that bullshit that happens in high school, you know. Right. And. uh,
0: Yeah, we were a 3A school playing against 4A and 5A teams. uh, Like Like going all the way to district.
2: We could have won. Like if Oakdale would have dropped down to 2A (laughs) when we were in school, they could have won some state championships at 2A level. And they're now just now playing it like I honestly believe within the next like this year or maybe the next year they can win a two A championship because that's what fucking kent that's why Kinder got so dominant so fast they dropped divisions because of their population and so did Oberlin and that's why they got national championships they're all two A now they every Oakdale Oakdale Oberlin and Kinder all used to be three A schools.
0: And get blown out in district
2: games. Because they needed more 3A schools to play these big-name schools, and the population was just uh, right around a number to be at a 3A school, but they were so small compared to the 3A schools in the state. So basically, there were fucking the wash schools to get beat on every year, and and Oakdale did good for a lot of years against some of these big-name schools, but now they dropped down the 2A with uh, Kinder and Oberlin, and they're hanging in. But this has all happened within the last fifteen years, and I never knew that, because uh, they were playing, and they said two A football game, Oberlin versus uh, Oberlin versus Oakdale. And I'm like, shit, I didn't realize. It. And then it just like is a domino effect. I'm like, that makes a lot of sense, because Kinder dropped Cause they down, the effect. Kinder dropped <laughs> down the two A, and then Oberlin dropped down. Uh, Oberlin dropped down the two A, and then Kinder dropped down two A. That's when they won back to back because they dropped down the 2a they're not playing at the same level as oakdale was playing and then oakdale i don't know if it's been recent i might have to have someone home to give me some real knowledge to it but it's crazy now that oakdale is competing against because you look at their schedule besides Oberlin and kinder they can win they can probably beat everybody on their schedule and it's just because they're in a 2a division now
0: great right.
1: and that stretchy of goes off a of population is that how that goes?
2: Uh, population and school attendance size too, right? And then the—I uh, think a lot of it too—is the actual population within the parish too, and between the schools, meaning that there's not enough kids to population ratio to put them in three A anymore. <laughs>
1: So y'all think the Oakdale population has went
0: down within the past 15 years? I don't know. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Um,
2: not not necessarily the population, but the children-to-parent ratio, like the school population is going down. You. I mean, and people are having less children, and so it ain't yeah. really affecting it right now. But 20 years from now, I think the population of Oakdale is going to drop from a less – what, everything's happening because they're building some stuff down the road, and then the why not stop? Maybe it might bring in more people from other areas to build, and but the actual population, because across the United States and actually across most modern countries, the uh, birth rate has dropped from like average of three kids to one kid now right. per cu- uh, couple. So like they, a lot of people believe that we went boom and we're going to drop back down population size for the whole globe. Yeah, Elon Musk is like
1: very. i spoken about hey, everybody needs to be having more kids.
2: Like the po- like, it, Elon Musk I was like,
1: he has like, yes, good
0: philosophy.
1: So like, like nine or lot. ten
0: kids. Yeah,
2: because a lot of people uh, if, yeah, um, if you don't repopulate your bloodline dies, and like you're necessarily, a lot of it it stems back to like. Way back when, since record keeping's been your your last name and stuff. But most people really only have one kid. Like, if they have a boy, it's over with. And then a lot of people, if they don't have a girl, they try. I mean, if they have a girl first, they try for a boy later. But on the general, like, aspect, there's no big families no more. Like, I come from a decent, you know, pretty big family. But a lot of people I know have one child, and that's yeah. it. And then late in life, too. Shout out Brendo! Brendo's uh, gonna be a dad.
0: Yeah, shout out Shane, newly found dad.
1: Yeah, yeah. You hear about like our great grandparents and stuff growing up? We're like ten siblings. That does not happen now.
2: No. Like I, I mean, I'm kind of the exception. I have a big family, but I, I, I can't pull out of a driveway properly. So, ain't a shocker to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I'm killing y'all with all these one-liners. I'm trying to prepare for my comedy set on Comedy Central one day. Hey,
1: speaking of, we got a uh, comedy show at The Void this year.
2: Yeah, Chuck was telling me about that. I was going to bring up the lineup, and I told Chuck I can't fucking see it, because on the page it's kind of small. But I'm going to pull it up in a second. Did you see... uh, did you see the fight, though? The real true fight? The NFL fight? Between Le'Veon Bell and Adrian Peterson? No, that happened today? Yeah, last night. Last night? Uh, Le'Veon Bell knocked out Aderson Peterson in the fourth round with a fucking nasty right what? hook. Ooh.
0: Oh, yeah, you see him moving that head.
2: I I just haven't screenshotted, though, but, uh, like, they say it was a boring fight. Don't get me wrong, because these are two old-ass men, but, like, he got...
0: It looked like, yeah, you could see the sweat flying off uh, of his shit. What
2: what had happened was, is, uh, fucking, uh, Le'Veon Bell went for a fucking, like, a jab type thing, and Adrien Peterson shifted his body. And then anybody that's ever fought somebody, when you see someone's off balance, you want to hit them with your hardest hit. And he just leaned into that right, and then fucking Adrian St. Peter try, uh, tried to adjust his foot, his feet work, and he leaned into the punch, and he fucking just dapped him. But he didn't like... Didn't like knock him all the way out, but you know, he got up after five seconds and they're like, Oh, and then they called it. I mean, it wasn't like he didn't like sleep,
3: like, knock him all the way out.
2: But he he hit him with a like, he hit him and he got back up and he should have been like, Yeah, man, fuck it, let's go, hit me again. You know, he was ready again, but they called it a knockout. But I didn't know. Yeah, it's a technical. Yeah. I don't know
1: anything about that fight. I didn't know that was happening. Really? Or anything. I haven't seen any marking on that. Maybe I'm on their own.
2: Social media. too much. You in too much Nate Diaz world.
1: Oh, yeah. I was ready for the UFC fights, for sure.
2: Did you see they're making another National Treasure movie?
1: <laughs> I did not see that.
2: No? The Edges of History. It will be streaming on Disney+. Plus. Disney Nick Cage in it? Probably not. I don't see him on there. So, Damn. I'm assuming he might have cameos, but I doubt it. But I do have paperwork. Hold up. Uh, so for Fet of Void this year, uh, our interviews are as for Thursday, we have uh, Mr. DJ Doug out of New Orleans, uh, Mr. Will Button, aka Rillo, and the Quasar Holics. Friday, Tristan Dufran. And then. Kylie in the Truth, and then Blind Texas Marlin, and then Saturday, Bear in the Forest Friends, Beach Angel, and Curly Taylor in the Zydeco Trouble. It's going to be a fucking blast at Fet the Void 2020 this year. If y'all haven't bought y'all's tickets, y'all can go to not 5000s, but 3 wsfetthevoidcom and go purchase them tickets because this is a year you do not want to miss. Uh, I can't. You, do you know how to rollerblade, Alex? Cleve? You know what? Was, Not acquired a little bit, but it's been years. They're gonna uh, in the hardwood this year. Yeah, I'm gonna get up on that. I, I can rollerblade for show. I sure. can't wait to see it. I, I know I'm a big hefty bearded dude, but I can get down on some rollerblades. Give a flat surface. I'm gonna go in there and go three thousand circles around that hoe. Yeah, I'm gonna try at least. Maybe I'll fly into the wall if I pick up enough speed. <laughs> Plow. Maybe fly in some artwork. Be covered in paint. Be man on the wall.
1: I couldn't tell you the last time I rollerbladed. I mean, I have obviously when I was a kid, but yeah, I
0: want to say honestly that's the last time I ever rollerbladed been, yeah. or you know skated like on roller skates. Yeah. Now switch to skateboard.
1: <laughs> you know, when, was, when we were kids, I mean, I don't know. I'm thirty. When I was a kid, rollerblades were uh, it was big. It was that age off out there. It was. Uh, But they had rollerblades, like, in the X Games at one point. That now, all gone. You never see, like, pro
2: comps
0: rollerblading. I don't, anyway. Yeah, I I haven't seen anything Hmm.
2: on the news. like some certain effect is happening.
0: Right. Right now. (laughs) Yeah, there's an effect. There's a spin on the effects that are happening where the more dominant focus of, like, you know, discovering artifacts and excavations and... Things of like extreme sports and then you know the Olympics happen like once every four years and you know things as the I feel like they put more focus on different things nowadays than what they have like in the past like as far as um the, I guess the direction of like with technology and everything that the world is taking into advance it's not like getting people away from the nine to five and becoming more like of an independent contractor to work on your own and it's a a lot of it's like oh making money from home and just like easy ways of work it's nothing about physically enduring or going out and physically applying yourself and I kind of feel like it's softening up a lot of the people that are coming up now to kind of get away from the more healthier lifestyle that I was used to coming up like we were talking about rollerblading and just honestly just being active you know it's like I I used to BMX for a little while that's how I used to rollerblade at the skate rings I used to skateboard it's a lot of stuff yeah scooters and all of that
2: I wish we we had more I think a lot of like what the problem with central Louisiana is there's not a lot to engage the youth you know, besides just sports. Like, if it ain't sports, you know, and then some spots you got music or, you know, little outlets, but there ain't no, you know, I think there's not enough to keep the youth interested in our state, especially in the central part of the state. Mm -hmm.
1: For sure. There's not a lot around here at all. You can go up to north of Oakdale and Pondville, and they have that trampoline park or whatever.
2: Uh, Hey, but that, other than that, I don't know what else. Hey is. if you want if you're over thirty and you want some you want to have that sciatic back problem, go jump on that shit for about an hour <laughs> with your kids. They running around that shit, you do that. I, I, I was hurting for like a week after that. Like I could barely fucking move, dude. Trampoline parks are not for old people. But yeah, there there is not much. And uh but there is something that is great coming to central Louisiana, which Has happened for multitudes of years now and it is fed to void. And uh, people, uh, the dude I gave the uh, did I tell you about giving the dude the washing machine and telling uh, so I posted the washing machine. I I had a uh, I don't think you did. I had to replace my washing machine because the lid was fucked up. You had to like put in that zacked area so it would wash clothes. So I put it on swap shop for like 40 bucks, you know, and we bought a brand new one, which is (laughs) washing machines are. Every appliance now is over six hundred fucking dollars, but that's beside the point. So we put it up on swap shop, and this dude's like, "Hey, what's your bottom dollar?" I was like, "Well, $40 is my bottom dollar, I guess." He's like, "Well, my sister uh don't have that," and I was like, "Man, just come get it, you know what I'm saying?" And I was uh when he came, I helped him load it up, and I was like, "Look, dude, I don't want no money. I hope it works for her. The lid, just put in that right angle or whatever." I said, "Just go like it. and uh." like Thurko's podcast and maybe listen to the episode and he fucking did he liked it He he's now a friend on Facebook he's part of the horde and uh, uh, he was asking about Fed he's like so there's some music festival in Oakdale and I was like yeah man da, 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 da. and his name is Jody of all fucking names shout out uh, Jody. Jody
0: shout out Jody
2: first time in male history we're shouting out Jody <laughs> 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 uh, but hey man this has been a it has been a good time I'm thoroughly enjoying this. It's uh, been a great afternoon so far. Anyways,
1: bringing it back to the Olympics, yeah, which I prefer: summer or winter Olympics?
0: Mm. Winter Olympics. I like winter Olympics. I, I like snowboarding. Yeah.
1: I yep, like
2: the, snowboarding. Yeah, snowboarding. Oh, yeah. i
1: see. I'm going down that little fucking.
2: Sled I like sled the skis thing. as
0: well. Yeah, oh yeah, the pub. No. Uh, not is not bobsled. Bob not bobsled. Bob but yeah, no one. But they hold on. Like, is it the little? How long?
1: It's just them with a little sled in front of them. They lay on their chest, and it's like nothing there, and they're going so fast down I, that
2: ice. Thing. I like the ski one where they're in like the little thing, and it's like duh da da da, and they like throw themselves out to the shoot, and they're on the two skis oh, going down the speed. Yeah. yeah, I I was in fucking uh, urgent care getting a fucking bag of fucking fluid from food poisoning from one of our local pizza spots in town, and. Uh, <laughs> one of the only ones anyways uh i was watching that shit getting fluid like man this shit is fucking cool <laughs> like i'm just boom 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 yeah winter olympics definitely way better than watching five foot two, hundred 110 pound dudes dump jumping pools and stuff right yeah
0: but yeah, I, I mean, the, they do some pretty cool stuff in the summer uh, games as well. Oh, so ba- the basketball
2: yeah. is definitely the best and part. And they just right. added
0: BMX and skateboarding. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: that is right. I forgot all about that shit.
0: Wait, to the winter or the summer? To summer. I thought it was already a part of um, the extreme sports. No, I'm thinking no, no, X, think X Games.
2: games no, I'm thinking X Games. Like, like, like like no, the Olympics like, no, has the, the Olympics has, has, that, no. yeah, has the, uh, that. the national. They have skeet shooting and shit, too. Yeah.
1: And the female skateboard and it was like a like a thirteen year old girl that won it all, won gold.
0: Not surprised.
2: You know, uh, Olympians really don't make no money, right? No, I was looking at that last
1: Olympics. Is every country has a different amount they pay per gold, silver, bronze? The USA is not. High on the list on how much they. pay. It's like somewhere between
2: five and seven thousand dollars if you win gold.
1: Oh, I thought it was way more than that,
2: though. Uh uh uh-uh. If I'm not mistaken, I could I could be wrong. I've been wrong multiple times in my all. life. Years of training They've just going, for that. Oh, that's it's, crazy. I, it, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. It's like what they get, and I think like silver is like three thousand, and bronze is like a thousand. Like they, it's the uh, you're getting it for the clap. Like the honor more than you're yeah. getting paid for it, and then it will lead you to smaller events where you make more money, and then sponsorships and on cereal boxes and blah right. blah 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 blah. All
1: right, well, it's still not a lot of money, but a gold is thirty-seven thousand five hundred. That's bullshit. That's a Silver lot. Silver is twenty-two thousand five hundred. And bronze is fifteen. That's still 000. not much. It's still yeah, not it's still a lot. Not a lot. To comp- for for, for four, four years of
2: training, right? And then you have to compete against the best in the yeah. world to get that. Look Just how much a fraction. Look how much a the uh, fucking the minimal pay for NFL player is.
1: Yeah, the people playing football, playing basketball on a regular basis, they get paid way more than that. But these divers and stuff don't really have the opportunity to go out there and. I'm
0: thinking the cap on the market and like how much that person is actually worth and then all of the expenses because it's like it's that prize money minus the taxes. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> That's so
2: true, the taxes. It's yeah. just, you
0: know, it, it takes taxes to be able to give a cash cut of and then who's to say those taxes are even fair the way that, you know, there's different people who have their hands in the You know, there's just different people who have their hands in it to get their cut. Yeah. So when it comes down to the person who's physically doing the training, it's like coaches getting paid, advertisers getting paid, blah,
1: blah, blah. But, yeah. (laughs) Something hilarious, though, Summer Olympics was watching the Filipinos do their diving. I don't know if anyone's come across this, but it is hilarious because they clearly – they were just in there. I mean, talked to me we'd make it to the Olympics, but it seems like they had no training at all. They were, like, belly flopping and back flopping and then when they were diving.
0: Yeah, to say a country that's surrounded by water. <laughs> yeah. The chains of that's islands. Cool. And, but, yeah, that's pretty neat, though. It's, it's neat to see the different cultures of the world, like, get together, participate in, like, a worldwide thing. It's kind of like... I oh, don't know. Yeah, even though it's a competition, it's still an effort to like bring some unity. Oh yeah, like you know, outside of the, com- the the competitive side of it. And Russia was not invited this
1: year, this past Olympics. I didn't know that. Yeah, they had to go as independents, hmm. and because they had a whole doping scandal. Where, like they test, start testing a lot of Russian athletes and stuff, and they're all popping. There's a whole documentary. Yeah, it's on pretty that
0: ironic course. that um, it's just, you know, like, I'm pretty sure, like, everybody has to go through a screening before they, like, once they do their physical, like, they take their pictures, they stand on the scale, they take their mm-hmm. weights, but I didn't think that the protocol would be that far into the entirety of that yeah. team. Like, it was like the whole, there's a one doctor or whatever, and all the Olympians
1: were going to this dude, and they were just, yeah, all using pretty much don't want to say all, but I would say the majority.
2: Yes. So, I want to take a quick minute of everybody's time. I made a list. Shout out to the list uh, of all the artists that has been on the show this year. And I'm going to give a quick shout out to them. Uh... Juno Dunes, The Quadraholics, Holly Rock uh, Live. We actually recorded some tracks up there on the setup. Uh, shout out Solar Power, too, by the way, for all that. Uh, the Iceman Special, To Damper, Kino Logan, Demo, Omnisonic Theory, uh, multiple songs, too. Uh, the Weekend Transit, Mangada, Resi- uh, In Resistance, Scar Sick, uh, CMG. You know, she know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, The quads Curly Taylor And we love We love I swear to God I tried to throw it away from me And it fell back on me We love all y'all And uh, we got a whole bunch of great artists lined up for Fed and after Fed. So make sure y'all tune in Uh, We're not just uh, filling y'all's ear With what we think But some great music always And we appreciate every artist That's been a part of the show and everybody that listens to this show
1: yeah it's awesome living so close to you joe I, to get here i just rolled up on my lawnmower <laughs> yeah
2: hey, uh when i was away from the mic i was taking a leak and i was looking at your lawnmower i'm like man this is fucking toonchy as shit and you pulled up on you did the uh what's that the water boy yeah you <laughs> pulled up
1: pulled up it just i just rolled up man i'm right there hey had my beer with me, sitting between my legs, coming on my
0: lawn That's dope.
2: The be- <laughs> hey, the best beer on the market. Well, the cheapest anyway. I love Miller High Life. That's my favorite. I- yeah, definitely uh, Union Made. Shout out to. Uh, I don't know if I want to shout out unions anymore. <laughs> nah, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> After my,
0: never mind. Yeah.
2: <laughs> We're not going gonna- <laughs> to do it. Yeah, nobody would know. You, you love be- Miller High
0: Life. Yes, yeah, definitely a good brewski
2: especially when you're on the budget, Joe, no, too.
0: yeah
1: Joe and nobody can know Joe knows me whole life, especially from looking at his leg i
2: hey, hey, <laughs> hey. I don't know I don't know if I've told the listeners the story about uh me getting the beer maiden tattooed on my leg but i uh if y'all have heard it on the show, I'm sorry, uh just bear with all the new listeners because when I probably told the story about this, we probably had about thirty streams at the time, so uh. So on my, was it my left? Yeah, on my left calf, I have the beer maiden, which is uh, the Miller High Life chick sitting on a, Hold up. yeah, sitting on the moon. <laughs> I had to look at my tattoo sitting on the moon and shit, drinking a beer, the champagne the beers. But uh, shout out Justin Norton. Uh, when we were growing up, he could draw like fucking crazy. And I was like, hey, look, dude, if you ever become a tattoo artist, I'll let you tattoo whatever you want on me and then uh sure uh shit stinks fucking uh they opened which was an extension of roland's at the time which they didn't last long but justin was one of the artists here in oakdale tattooing
0: yeah i remember that
2: and uh he called me up one night it was a slow night it was like a wednesday or something i was working at the prison and it was one of my days off and i was just drinking beer chilling drinking miller high life and uh Probably with Kobe and just doing, you know, whatever. But uh, he called us, hey, you want to get a tattoo or whatever? I'm like, fuck yeah, I am a little drunk, but fuck, it. let's go. I get up there, and he's like, what you want? I looked at the beer I was drinking at the time. I was like, hey, you tattooed this chick on me? He's like, where you want it? I said, I guess my leg. It won't bleed that much since I've been drinking. <laughs> and then he, he proceeded to do it. And, I mean, it's not nowhere near, like, a great tattoo. And I... And but he was in the beginning stages, and it was just so cool to get tattooed by my buddy and shit. And right. uh, like her hands look like kind of like claws a little bit, but I've never really wanted to get it touched up because it just has so much meaning, you know. Yeah. It its imperfections is what makes it perfect to me. And right. uh, it might sound like a little bit of a, a head, but uh, Miller High Life is just so good, and I'm drinking an <laughs> artillery shell right now, and. I follow a group on Facebook called the Miller High Life Group, and a whole bunch of them drink it, so it must be cool. It must be okay. I've never seen a koozie
1: before a 32-ounce. I didn't know that existed.
2: Yeah. You go to... I don't know if it has a tag on it. Yeah, it's on the bottom. its I think it's for, like, water bottles. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, or maybe like wine bottles or something, but it fits a 32 perfect, and it's uh, American flag, too. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, got a little know. bit of mold going on it, too, it like. Because <laughs> it's been in the shed, getting all all nasty and shit. But, uh... And we're back. <laughs> I'm sorry. I tried. I was in my head. I was like, don't laugh. Don't laugh. Don't laugh. And as soon as you said something, it just giggled. But uh, we've been, uh, not me, actually. Uh, China's been working on the. Uh, shout out, China, for doing everything she does dealing with these badass kids to working the website to uh, doing most of the merch. I just kind of probably do half-handed job trying to help but she's definitely the pioneer uh, pioneer in it shout out china (laughs) we're putting uh we're making beer mugs and like wine glasses now with uh our new monogram which is uh tcp inside of louisiana and uh putting on beer glasses and mugs and some wine things and maybe cups and stuff like that but it's be one of the first things we're going to actually branch out and actually ask people to pay for and it's not going to be really expensive so we're going to sell the mugs for like five dollars that gives it covers the cost of it and then gives us a little bit extra to make more you know what i'm saying which will give us help us get better equipment and stuff like that but
0: You know, a better merch. Yeah. The way, you know, you got some shirts. Would like to see hoodies in the future. Again, that it's getting a little bit windy out there.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, I ain't even thought about hoodies yet. Oh, that'd be cool. You know, uh, I need to get another hat, too. But all that stuff is so high. Like, trying any type of advertisement, whether you're putting it on a koozie to trying to buy an ad on Facebook or trying to pay for a billboard or whatever. All that shit is Really pricey, right? Just in the sense to get another stream at five cents, you know what I'm saying, or three cents, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It really ain't a lot. So, you give you're putting more out there than you're ever going to receive, in a lot of senses. It's probably why people sell out,
0: <laughs> but yeah, um, some people sell out to get ahead, but you know, luckily, um, we're well, not that. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: yet <laughs> i ain't done with these lists today uh i want to shout out all the guests that's been on the show this year alone which has been a very fruitful year for us already uh shout out to uh the boss david Bosnick. and uh, if y'all ain't seen him he's the fucking champ at aka and go check out the episode. Well, the interview was great, and uh, I can't wait to see him in the ring again. I bet she's going to get, like, first-round knockout just like that. (sighs) But uh, shout-out Chuck, Charlie Murray, Alex. Yo. Uh, Shout-out Mr. Charles, Christian, Allison, Brando, Donnie, Marshall, Jacob, Ben Jones, Kylie, it's been a very fruitful year, and I appreciate everybody that's been on the show because uh, it's made for a very, very interesting and great year of podcasting at Dirt Coast. And can't wait to explore more Rams and meet more interesting people. So if y'all are out there and y'all want to be a part of the show, just reach out because everybody has a story, and we always have an open mic. Open
0: mic and open ears.
2: We might get on your nerves or say some outlandish shit, but, you know, it's all love and gravy and all that and above. Hold up. I have one more screenshot I want to talk about,
3: but I just got to find it, though. Get it? There is a darkness inside of me. It wants to get out. wants to walk around. It wants some walking around money, and it wants to buy some shoes, and it wants to It wants to walk up with the people and say, Hey, Gator, don't play no shit. You hear You feel me? Jada never been about that. Never, never been about playing no
2: shit. Uh, did y'all see or watch the new uh, Lord of the Rings: Rings of Power on Amazon yet? I haven't I watched haven't. it. Twenty-five million views in the first forty-eight hours. Wow. Uh, I haven't watched. I've been saving the episode for when the kids go. When you know, bring the kids to school in the morning. Yeah. Uh, saving that for when I come back because it's like that perfect time frame from. Uh, I get back. And then the bambino ain't awake yet, so I get that yeah. perfect quiet time. I'm gonna watch it then, the third episode. But I've been thoroughly enjoying all the references. And one of the biggest things about it too is, uh, have you ever played Shadows of Mordor? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, I might. I'm gonna jack up uh, Caliburn. Calibrin, the dude that makes the the fucking uh, has the hammer. And he's ma- uh, when he goes in ghost form, and it shows him making oh, like right, the One right. Ring and stuff. Yeah. He's actually in the TV series. Nice. They uh, they took from the video game and added it to the Samarillion to it. So that 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 was pretty cool. But uh, I can't wait to watch uh, episode three. And it's just crazy. I don't know. I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan. I grew up, and this might sound weird to a lot of y'all young listeners out there, but I was actually in a day and age where I watched the original lord of the rings in the theaters yep you know.
0: yeah that was a big thing back then too to actually be there waiting in those lines i want to say even made the news like whenever that
2: movie came out in theaters yeah. you know where i watched the third one that the kringle was it? Is it called the kringle the the fucking uh the movie theater and uh gmo and <laughs> no, Pringle. The Pringle, the Pringle. I Pringle. watched. I yeah, watched the, the Return of the King in the Pringle Theater. <laughs> a little yep. theater we
1: had one screen, some old oh, school got speakers in front. the front.
2: The most uncomfortable seats ever. Had yeah, a red brick wall. You get popcorn and Coke and Pepsi. Or it was like Coke and Dr. Pepper or some shit. Yeah. Yep. But, hey, it was... You look. I look back on that. It's like, man, that shit was amazing. Like a (laughs) movie movie theater, theater Glenmore. Come on, like, how did that not work? Like, how could they? They couldn't get bigger. You know what I'm saying? I'm surprised movie theaters actually exist anymore. I think it's more of like, I just have the money to watch it a month before it hits the streaming platforms. Now, like, I don't. I don't have no thrill at all to go to a movie theater anymore because unless it's just because it's the it's like, the
0: nostalgia now at this point so yeah. I actually be able to go in right. and watch a movie it's like okay like people used to do this and then it's like now you know you got like Netflix and Hulu and different programs people pay for so a lot of it keeps people in the house nowadays I feel
2: and then you got you back in the day the biggest TV like what 20 years ago you say 20 years ago maybe even 10 years ago was what like a 40 inch yeah it was a 40 inch like the average now like 70 inches is the average flat screen 4k streaming right to your living room
0: yeah. unless you're rich and you have like a projector and oh, you, know, you, yeah. you can get
2: a it, 4k projector yeah, you get a
0: 4k <laughs> projector and uh pretty much um have a room dedicated just for watching movies or video gaming which i feel that um yeah i feel like that i yeah i kind of wanted the topic about the like, you know, with VR, like, have any of you guys ever messed with VR?
2: Oh. I haven't. Oh, dude, we can we can play VR in a little while if you want to. We got that on the PlayStation Five.
0: Yeah, like, man, VR is uh, it's going to change a lot of things, like, as far as, um, like, visual technology goes, like, in the next 10 years. I feel like eventually they're going to get to, like, holograms and stuff. Yeah. Like, there's going to be, like, full rooms, like not only is it the hell because like there's some vr where they kind of like strap you in this thing like you know some around your hips so you can like run around you have like the the sticks in your hand like have, if if you play we it's the major like they're
2: they're they're uh, getting us used to the matrix Cleve.
0: right so yeah just like in the in a sense where um i don't know it's like i've i've have i have ideas like for i guess a design per se just, like, you know, to kind of eliminate all the wires and just, like, make one big room a green room yeah, where you could just, like, play games more comfortably, like, no remotes needed, but it's just all, like... It's all built in to capture, like, motion sensitivity and things of that nature. I'm pretty sure they have something like that, the way that they use it to edit video games and the body movements and the different sound effects and stuff. I feel like they can apply that same idea with... um you know real life gaming just yeah. instead of buying a console you bought you buy like six or eight balls attached to your body and then yeah. just activate whatever console you're playing it's the motion have you ever seen that
1: movie ready player one or red yeah yeah, yeah you ever seen, seen the uh,
2: the black mirror episode where they sink into the video game and can be the oh the, yeah the character oh, in yeah. vr <laughs> and they start fucking each other yeah, and that was, that, and was and a that was trippy
0: yeah that's trippy as shit When they play games like that, can they actually feel the interaction of their characters?
2: Yeah, and that in that in that uh dictation of that, yes. <laughs> Get it? No? Yeah. <laughs>
3: and
2: we're moving on. <laughs> I'm the bad guy. <laughs>
0: We're not going to let that one linger long but Yeah, I just kind of want to bring in like the whole. I don't know, it's just like the, like how you said, the preparedness for the Matrix. Like, I don't know. Visuals
2: are. So, what do you think,
0: Alex? You were talking about conspiracy theories? Yeah, I was talking about
1: one, because of how it seemed advanced. The civilization was that built the pyramids. They obviously were more advanced than, like, we would let on to believe going back to even like the early 1800s, you know, before they had anything. Obviously, they couldn't have created the technology that they had in creating the pyramids, but a conspiracy that I've heard is like maybe humans are like getting wiped out like every thousands of years or so, you know, when it got super advanced, like the pyramids and then before that it was the uh in asia the i don't know what it was called on top of a the mountain they built the whole civilization and, yeah. and then so like maybe like we have, a have like small artifacts and stuff are just left behind because every four or five thousand years get wiped out and kind of restart so that's a conspiracy that i've heard that it seems
2: uh scary the uh idea that they're hiding uh a post-apocalyptic world from us, basically. Right, That's yeah. like the whole idea of like where Atlantis went and stuff like yeah. that. It's like the exactly. idea that spontaneously, every like I've seen that too. Like every you know, couple thousand years, something really drastic happens, and it's like the world governments come together and kind of hide it and try to rebuild off of it.
0: Right. It yeah, I believe back. the same thing
2: you see it in the bible
0: <laughs> you know it's everywhere
1: Noah built a ark
0: there was a there flood wall. there was a flood there there wiped a out wall.
1: everyone yeah I mean it's always this apocalyptic like same like
0: yeah like people happened from, before yeah even before right when the giants got wiped out
2: yeah and, Reminds me of that uh, What's the uh, The show The animated show We were watching The dude was reliving Like dying in prison Over oh, and yeah, over again The midnight he, gospel yeah. yeah He was like Cause It was like He's not free in his soul So he was trapped In a forever loop Of dying And trying to get out Where the only thing He had to do Was give up And not resist Or some shit like
0: yeah, that Yeah like basically To relinquish his Inner self To, to accept the uh, things That are I
2: Inevitable forget
0: right yeah basically like the inevitable to come and like how to make peace with things even if it seems like i guess the odds are against you yeah but um yeah to do all of that without hating your heart or envying your heart or um, like any type of emotion pity sorrow just to let it go but um yeah going back into like the the ancient civilizations like like we're covering things they uncover a lot of things, and they have certain people in charge of these programs where they excavate on certain sites, like our topic, the pyramids, for example. The way they've been excavating there for hundreds of years, there was a story that Paramount Studios was doing the opening of King Tut's uh, pier, uh, tomb, but it was reported by Egyptian, by the Egyptian government, the officials of Paramount, and a few other people that there was a white light at the end of this tunnel that was blocking you know anything from entering it so as the cameraman got closer and uh some of the people that was at the excavation site got closer they said the closer they got to this light they felt sick and as if they were dying so they they called upon like some priests i think it was like three priests that went in they said you know they went in in silence they said an old and whenever they come back, the light was gone. So they had basically, you know, had done their thing to kind of open up and go into the tomb now to say what they recovered out of that tomb, which, you know, a lot of things were recovered, like uh, the emeralds, the emerald tablets, and uh, a few other artifacts were recovered. But the artifacts were translated and posted on a website. Well, one of the tablets on the website was so it was even said that it was so powerful that the true meaning of this tablet couldn't be uh, physically reported. So they released the paraphrased version of it. And I've read it for myself and only about five of the lines in the whole tablet, which is like probably five paragraphs, only five lines of it is true. And it's like the first line in each paragraph but it talks a lot about what's supposed to be happening during these times that we're going through. So I guess for that reason, there's just some people that just don't want everything to be known and they want to have like some type of control to try to cover and hide towards a personal agenda, which you can't hide the truth. You know, the truth will come out either way it goes. It's just all in, um, I guess, keeping a mass of people at peace Yeah,
1: they still hide so much information. Yeah, I mean, bring it all the way back to JFK. Uh, (laughs) Mind-blowing. They still haven't released all the information on that
0: assassination. Because there's people that are still alive. Like, anytime something like that happens, like, um, the government provides protection to an extent. It's one of their programs, but anybody who's living during the time of a, classified or declassified in like investigation even the way that the jfk files have been declassified the people that are still living can choose either to protect their anonymity and remain anonymous until after death or they can uh sign a waiver basically and publicly release that they do admit and we all know that no government admits to anything right that they're ever a part of You know, people exercise their human rights as a catalog in any agenda. Yeah,
1: but if it happened exactly how they say it happened, you would think they would just, well, here's everything we have on the subject. That's it. So it can just clear their name because there is all these conspiracy theories on who was involved and what actually
0: happened. So, yeah, it's a lot of fact that's the word. A lot of distracting factors that they try to tie into the investigation, saying that like he had ties to the mob, and yeah. you know because of his personal relationship with Marilyn Monroe, he divulged government secrets to her and his opinion of like um, nuclear weapons, because yeah. like they were at arms with Cuba at the time. I think during that time of um, Castro was on his reign for the the revolution, and JFK was. Openly discussing using nuclear weapons, but at the same time, he was proactively advocating against nuclear weapons. So it's like conflicting information like that can draw questions, and within those questions can come chaos. The way it's like, okay, so now we have unquestionable doubt that our president or whoever is like deciding that they're going to take this route the way that we don't want it. So I don't know generally, whenever a public panics, they use that panic to you know come to so come to a um a more aggressive solution, yeah
1: I don't know no, I think I've always thought the j f k stuff when I started listening to it, looking into it was kind of a
0: uh, suspect, yeah, but yeah, all of it really like when I watched the video, a lot of people try to say that there was a sniper, but like if you look. Closely at the video, you can see the drive like CIA. Okay, going back into CIA training, <clears throat> CIA tra- uh, are trained to like shoot pretty damn precise. Like, they can look behind them, they can use the reflection of a mirror, yeah, they can identify their surroundings and photographically remember it by looking at it one time. And it could be like 600 faces they look at, they could be like, okay, which face wasn't. In the pictures that you saw, and it's like a picture of like six hundred different pictures of different people, but um, but anyway, going back to that, it's like uh, the driver looks over his shoulder, and it's like the first bullet comes in it hits him in the chest. And it's like he leans over on the wife, and the wife is like getting up, getting away from him. that looks. That looked pretty suspect. <laughs> So when a driver looks back, he puts his hand on his shoulder.
1: I did see that, and
0: but. you can see like his head, like the bullet spray, like the blood spray from the bullet shows that it's close range. Yeah, like something that close to make that high of an impact because impact um, when you shoot something you're, close, oh.
2: you're you're uh, spot on because. For the, the velocity Yeah, the, the velocity, right of range I've always thought Because if Because if the bullet oh. is traveling Even if it's at a fast speed Like the blood spill ladder Wouldn't have been like that That's a direct kill mm-hmm. shot Yeah,
1: it went all over the
2: trunk Yeah, too, like he blew his brains out That was a yeah. close range shot And if You know Whatever anybody wants to say It's a terrible situation But If you've ever been around Situations where you've dealt with that type of gun violence in your life, like that is definitely wasn't like I don't. He would have to have a fucking 50 cal fucking sniper,
0: right? To, to make for that, that distance of,
2: to make that damage, and it wouldn't, it would have blew his whole head off, yeah. you know what I'm saying,
0: right? It's so, and,
2: and no, no fucking modern hunting, decent rifle, and I'm. Now, I'm probably right. Because any it, hunter no, knows, yeah, like, no. when you shoot
0: a bullet, it loses it loses velocity over range.
2: It ain't gonna like, blow the, the one, back the of your oh,
1: skull out, though. The magic bullet theory, too. That one, where how it went went through his back, or way to the top of his neck, then went into the governor's it, arm.
2: It, that's that, then, that 22 uh, bullshit. And then they yeah. found it
1: on the gurney or whatever stretcher that the governor was on, and it had no
0: damage to the bullet it looked perfectly fine yeah like all of that was yeah you know, all of that is just cover up it's like all right so we did this we did this it's like we got to produce we have to make it look convincing whoever was in or like whoever organized making it look convincing you suck you suck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. you fucking suck you like know, the way y'all did that man it's, it's just sad
2: what really sucks is that we have to like there is these theories, there is this because you just can't go to like, hey government, how are you doing today? Um, seen the assassination of our president. Yeah, and uh, I see that this don't look good. This don't look good. This don't look good. Really? And what do you have to say? <laughs> Jail. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or you, you know, or you're fucking crazy. You listen to yeah. what we say happen, and then there is no. You live in a judicial system of a government where it's it like, should hey, have something. It's like, hey, I want to take
0: you to justice for your wrongdoing. Like, the U.S. Like, yeah. what what kind of... Like, it would be you versus the U.S. government? Like, is that how it would be? Like, you yeah. versus... Yeah.
2: Yeah, but it's just... It's crazy that you have to... You have to have that. You know, just that... You have to... Ask these questions because they're not giving you the real answer, mm-hmm. and you know they're not giving you the real answer. Uh, real answer but you have to ask, and that's kind of shitty for the type of country we're supposed to live in, mm-hmm. right?
1: And it reminded me, the Vatican was talking about
2: it. The uh, uh, hey, hey, hey! Did you pay? Did you? <laughs> did you fucking pay?
3: The power of Christ compels you. At a certain
2: they price, have a
1: huge library. that's like miles. Of books and stuff in history and the facts that they have. And anybody can look at anything in there, but you have to request specifically that information, that topic, and pretty much what's already in the book to have access to it. And you don't know what you don't know. So they have so much uh, information they're just hiding under the Vatican. You know,
0: I want to say something. <laughs> I'm i got burning hey uh, Go ahead. <laughs> no, i'm not no, i can't i so, can't say what, what i want what's, to say what's the more scary <laughs> what,
2: what's the more scarier thought at the table the thought that they hide the truth or what the truth basic, really hides yeah that's
0: that's why i tried
2: why i tried to hide something so much is the truth really that bad is what I've always thought is like the real honest truth that all the governments, everybody has to hide. Is it really that bad? Is it really that bad that would cripple the world when you account, at a price uh,
0: for the Vatican? When you account for the lives, that comes at a cost. And the Vatican is doing the pleasure of charging this exemplary cost of covering the law, the covering the lies is a costly effort. The way that people are sweating, people are like man, I'm not getting paid enough to cover this shit. It's like mm-hmm. so now that they've all agreed for a small donation.
2: you get to uh, YouTube, d- d- and- no, 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 ain't no donation. You better pay the toll at the Vatican. You better pay the toll. Oh, that might be the uh, episode 170. Pay the toll at the Vatican. We don't usually, you know, and I actually. uh I want to thank both of y'all because I know we uh, don't really never dive too necessarily into politics, and this episode is kind of covered in it a little bit, but it it didn't go outlandish or one-sided or crazy, and I appreciate that. It was just kind of like what's going on in the world type thing, and Mm -hmm. uh, I really do appreciate the commendation on the topic. Right. The way, um,
0: you know, I like the topic of the Vatican because it it covers... (laughs) many artifacts that have went unseen by and, the eye and,
2: and stolen from other countries and stolen too.
0: from other countries and different books that have allegedly been burnt lost forgotten stolen uh, co- uh what is it plagiarized you know different mm-hmm. variants of copies of different books that, of the original book all of which is kept at the Vatican that the power of Christ compels you Freaking devil's library.
2: It must be fate that design cause uh so when I was pirating uh <laughs> I can say that when I was uh getting uh clips and stuff from the internet and uh I it was like a hundred of the top best movie lines. I got like through I was about like thirty minutes into it. I was just loving it because I didn't realize how many movie clips that I knew off the top of my head? It was like Godzilla was one of them, a uh, whole bunch of westerns, you know? Yeah. And uh, I ran across this one and I was like, because <laughs> uh, the one before it was, uh, what's the, uh, was it the scary movies where the chick uh, is uh, yelling at the priest? this is a little explicit and like uh, the scary movie was like fuck me love me oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and then this one was like the pro- the power of Christ compels you and I was like oh man that's just funny let me clip that right quick and then my uh, terrible twos uh, Maya just had a birthday but she's in that terrible twos stage and she's not really talking that much but she's doing a fucking lot of yelling you know what I'm saying right. she's just in that she walks over here yells walks over there yells, goes over there, yells a little bit, give her a Cheeto, give her some water, you know, give her her Yeah, you gotta get that air out of them lungs. But she's just like in a fucking just blah, just terrorized, the living room is just terrorized with toys and it's just that bad stage and and I've witnessed it like, because I have four kids, so I've witnessed it plenty of times before but China's witnessing that now and like Maya's just destroying everything. She's like, she just touches everything. I was like, it only gets worse. Wait to potty train. <laughs> right. Uh, potty training is a fucking monster. Monster. Like, no, no one appreciates having to potty train. And then if you're a male trying to potty train a little girl, it's hard to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. Like, when I was potty training Alyssa, dude, oh, that is. It's been many baths uh, after yeah. potty training. Many baths. Oh, Mini dude! Baths. I got a horror story about potty training, oh right? God. So, uh, this is about Charles, my firstborn. Uh, that motherfucker, twelve. Uh, I gotta get his shots too. Anyways, um, so <laughs> this this little motherfucker, we're potty training him, right? And uh, he came in the room and he woke me up. It's like I, I used the bathroom on myself. I was like shit here we go so from the bedroom all the way to his room was just like a line oh god I got to his room dude just imagine like mm,
3: mm, mm, dun,
2: dun 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 I opened the door it was like someone just threw shit everywhere. Like it was it was yeah, bad. Like, it was like, well, on like on the bed, on the on his little TV, his little bah, car nah, all over the floor on bah, the carpet nah. floor. I had to rent like a the, 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 the fucking Oh man.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> shit 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 shit. But I'm pretty sure like everybody's had like bad like potty training like just there's just shit there's shit everywhere <laughs> and there's nothing you can do yeah when it, once they go from
1: that breast milk or formula stage to like start eating real food
2: when it becomes like real shit real <laughs> shit that yeah, real solid it, shit it fucking yeah it's horrible and then oh yeah like from and then what like, the two I, I believe like from like two from like 18 months until they're potty trained they're the worst things on the earth they really are you can't do shit you can't you can't even like be alive sometimes when they're around (laughs) because they're just so much to handle But I guess that's why it's the staple, though. But raising kids is a beautiful thing, too, in itself. Like I know I'm throwing a lot of shade on it, but I wouldn't have four kids if I didn't enjoy having my little bambinos that look like me terrorize my life, you know? And uh, I just hope they grow up, you know, be a little bit smarter and make better decisions and hoping I can guide them in the right uh, right decisions a little bit. But uh, kids are... I don't know I'm, little words of wisdom but kids are fucking great like there's right. there's nothing better than trying to raise a better version of you and I think a lot of that is what I I strive for is not that I can ever achieve what I can possibly give them to achieve and that's the greatest thing about being a parent yeah
0: yeah encouraging that achievement all day
2: but if y'all haven't checked it out check out third coast podcast on five thousand w's dot podcast.com on all major stream platforms and TikTok, instagram and we have to make a TikTok soon and china has one in the books for me and you leave, apparently okay uh i think she's in there with the bambino but she was supposed to come out here and show you we might do it within you know maybe next week or something but it's a uh, another TikTok video and uh Alex, I got to say something. Look, Bud Light and Michelob Ultra are made by the same company. Uh, okay. And why are you judging me about my? Look, I'm an old, old man thing, on mean, TikTok. No, I, <laughs> I'm an old I man. I gotta say, y'all watch
1: that video, and I'm I need to be present because I'm a little sus.
2: Look, you know that's not been the first take of it, right? So also, uh, oh, you had training, you had practice. No, so on the okay, what happened was is on the first take, right? Chyna asked me, she said, Do you want to do well, on TikTok? It's like 60 seconds or two minutes, right? Yeah. I don't know. Okay, I don't TikTok. She does TikTok for me, but I said, Well, fuck 60 seconds. I can take five sips of beer in 60 seconds. So when we started it right, I was spot on. I never, on the first recording, it, even after it cut out, I got everyone right. And it cut out at the end on the last beer, and uh, she's like, "Oh, it cut out." I was like, "Well, fuck! I got, I got to figure out how to cleanse my, uh, cleanse my palate." So I, uh, of course, I already I had a couple beers beforehand, and I had sips of five different beers, so the taste buds are all jambled up. So I went outside, smoked a cigarette, came back in, like, "Fucking, let's do it," and then I, I messed up, and then uh, she was like, "Oh, you." It probably and I told her I said the imperfections of the whole process is what makes it great, and it's because it probably got more streams because I got it wrong. Motherfuckers are like, oh, look at you! And then someone he came at out. work. I work with someone. He's like, hey, hey, how can you not tell what Bud Light tastes like? And I was like, it's made by the same company, Michelob Ultra, Whatever. And Bud Light are made think, by Anheuser Busch. Come on, I don't on. think
1: I would have got one of them correct i it blew no i thought how good you did wasn't impressive that you only mix up bud light and because i don't think i would be able to guess
2: beers like that at all it's it's, a, it's an art <laughs> form my liver i yeah, mean when i died at like taste. 65 y'all know why cirrhosis of the liver <laughs> but i could taste i could taste beer though <laughs>
3: Get it there is a darkness inside of me. It wants to get out, wants to walk around. It wants some walking around money and it wants to buy some shoes and it wants to it wants to walk up with the people and say, "Hey, Gator don't play no shit." You hear? you feel me? Gator never been about that. Never never been about playing no shit.
2: I tell you one thing though. I'm so excited for it and I hope y'all go buy tickets uh three W's dot pet the boy dot com. Y'all can check them out on Facebook, Instagram, uh Iceman everywhere and uh shit yeah, this has been a great episode. Uh you know how we always slap it up at the end of the show. We got uh hit y'all with a little bit of words of wisdom and uh I think I need to kick it off. Yeah, let Cleve and Alex's minds rest a little bit. But uh I think the biggest thing in this world that we lack is love and love for uh a stranger I think is the biggest thing is uh, you don't know what someone's going through you don't know who they are where they've been where they're from and all the trials and tribulations that one body can go through in this world and it's tremendous from everybody everything that everybody does is is a lot in the things they've been through or will go through is a lot on them and I think a little bit just uh, love and compassion and just understanding one another will go a long way in this world and in your community, in your household, uh, in your friend circle, uh, your work circle, and everything. Uh, Just smile and try to give it your best foot and love one another. Even though you don't want to love one another sometimes because of the fucky shit they do, but I think a little bit of love goes a long ways. You don't know where they stand and how you stand and where they stand.
0: That's pretty solid. kind of bank off of it I was thinking loyalty like when you were saying it, when you brought up compassion I was thinking like the loyalty because like yeah with love you know you can overcome a lot of things you can overcome hate you can overcome differences just by adding that but just the loyalty behind like it doesn't matter if you love or hate the person you'll always like have their back you know through thick and thin because you know, loyalty goes in a, a long ways in this world. Basically, like, the way I look at the world is like we're in a boat. We're all in the boat together. And if one person has, like, a sour attitude, isn't showing enough love to another person, it kind of puts a hole in the boat. So to kind of change that attitude a little bit and to just kind of bring that person up, give them the benefit of the doubt, Just so that, you know, just because you're having a bad day doesn't necessarily mean that I'm having a bad day, too. That's why we're here, you know, to bring each other up through bad days and kind of like, you know, find a bit of positive, you know, on a rainy day. So, oh, you know, just because it's raining doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. The plants are getting watered and everything is kind of growing anew because once the rain is gone, you know, things will still be there. You know, regardless if they're good or bad. So just, you know, kind of keep it real with one another. Kind of maintain their loyalty. <laughs> I got yeah. kind of
1: lost my words. That was great. Yeah, uh, um, <laughs> that's hard to follow. Uh, My words are, uh, take risk. Take more risk. It's okay. Yeah. Do that thing you've been scared to do. It's okay to fail. Do it again. That's it. Love y'all.
2: Yeah, for Third Coast podcast, I'm your one of your hosts, Joe. What it do, Gators? Here's
0: Cleve, Cleve,
2: and Alex Johnson, baby. We love y'all and uh, check out this uh, great music from the Ice Man. Uh, who says there ain't no swamps in heaven? And we love y'all and ch- uh hope y'all tune in next week. And check out five thousand w's dot com.